Trouble with Transformation, a serialised podcast by Alison Wick. Chapter 9. Cause for Concern. Dead scientist, Danny said, poring over the page. I don't get it. I'm not sure I do either, but there's something weird about this. I tapped the headline. What do you reckon? I took the paper from him and read aloud. Controversial scientist found drowned at Cottle Bay. Police have released a statement identifying a man whose body was found washed up on Little Cuttle Beach yesterday. A group of surfers made the grim discovery when they arrived to catch the early morning swell. Hayden Mills, 17, told reporters. We saw something big and grey stuck in the sand. My mate Damo and me thought it was a baby whale, because you sometimes get those this time of year. But it wasn't. The deceased man, 43-year-old Dr Leonard Wilson, was well known in scientific circles. He was the principal scientist of company EnviroLeap International, who released the following statement. Leonard was a strategic thinker and an excellent project manager. Our team will keenly feel the loss of one of our brightest. Wilson's career didn't always run smoothly. 20 years ago, he made headline news when apprehended in Switzerland upon suspicion of industrial espionage. According to the Swiss government, Wilson allegedly accessed and made copies of confidential papers rumoured to have originated within CERN the European Organisation for Nuclear Research. Citing insufficient evidence, the Swiss government eventually released him into the care of the Australian Embassy. Dr Wilson consistently maintained his innocence, stating he was simply an Australian tourist in the wrong place at the wrong time. Preliminary investigations into Dr Wilson's death suggest he was spending the weekend at Cottle Beach whilst en route to Port Douglas. He and a male companion, Mr Owen Makepeace, checked into the Cottle Beach caravan park late Friday night. Patrons of the nearby Coolabar Tavern said they saw two men enter the bar around half past eleven, looking worse for wear. They left a short time later. Police are currently treating the case as an accidental drowning but are calling upon Mr Makepeace to come forward to assist him with their inquiries. A post-mortem is currently being conducted. There were two photographs with the story. The first was a photo of the beach, where Dr Wilson's body was found. The smaller was a professional headshot, like the ones real estate agents use. It was captioned, Dr Leonard Wilson, photo courtesy of EnviroLeap. Look familiar? I asked holding the photo under Danny's nose. A little, he said, squinting at the page, then pushing it back some. It'd help if it wasn't an inch from my eyeball. Sorry, I'm just a bit revved up. You think? Danny grinned. He examined the picture again. I feel as though I've seen him before, but I couldn't tell you where. I can, I said bobbing up and down with the effort of not blurting it out. Look again! 
He stared a few more moments, then sighed. Sorry. I rolled my eyes and huffed at him. It's the waiter from the Chinese restaurant. Danny's expression drew blank. Ah, how can someone so book smart miss so much? The one who sent us on the wild goose chase last Friday. You know, our friend with the fortune cookie. Danny peered closely at the photo. Then the colour drained from his face. He sank into his desk chair. It is too. The terror in his expression made my arm hair stand on end. But I had to ask. Well, what do you think? He folded up the paper and handed it back to me. Have... Have you told Kat about this? My heart did a panicked skip. Are you kidding? I took a deep breath and added. I know she comes across as super chill and all that, but if I showed her this, told her about the notes, jeez, she'd have us packed up and on the move again before you could say namaste. Danny's frightened eyes met mine. There has to be someone who can help us. He thought a moment. Mr Bell? I shook my head. He's great value and all that. Cat and me owe him a lot. But who is he really? Don't you think it's kind of funny he turns up the week I start getting these strange notes? You don't want to know what I really think, Danny muttered. I put my hand over his and squeezed. I do. You're the only person I can trust with this. Honestly? Danny winced, bracing for the backlash. I'm wondering whether we should call the police. I winced back. Really? You think they'll believe us? It's worth a try. Okay. Let's role play. I'll be the cop. You be me. I puffed myself up into someone square and gruff. Dad, you must be thinking, my daughter's such a clown. You'd be right. Even when it's life and death, I can't help myself stuffing about. But this is your influence, yours and Kat's. Right, I said, in my big tough cop voice. How can I help you, little girl? Danny bit his lip, took a moment to straighten his face before saying, Excuse me, I think I have some information about this man. He pointed his finger at the article. The one who died at Cuttle Beach over the weekend. I patted my mouth, fake yawning. Not my jurisdiction. You want to get on to the Cuttle Bay Police Department. Danny's eyes narrowed. He wasn't going to let me scupper him that easily. But he was here, in Bottlenose Beach a few days ago. He gave me these notes. Danny pressed an invisible pair of notes into my hands. I unfolded them and read, squinting. Well, this first one's a bunch of garbage, I said, gravelly and impatient. And this next one, meet me at the message tree. What is this guy? Some kind of pedo? I hope you had the good sense not to meet him, young lady. Danny fidgeted uncomfortably. I did go. I threw up my hands. Kids, eh? No common sense. So what happened? 
He didn't turn up. Huh. Because he was with Mr Magpiece. Because he was about to die. Jeez. I'd underestimated Danny's acting capabilities. He was really throwing himself into the role. I leaned forward and put my face an inch from Danny's, giving him the stink eye. Listen, kid. It may not look like it to you, but I've got stuff to do here. Real situations to handle. I can pass this info on to Cuddle Bay, but that's about it. When did he give you the notes? Danny pushed the hair back from his forehead. I'd really got him sweating. Um, I don't know how he sent me the first one. It just turned up in my bag. But the second time, he posed as a waiter. You know the Ling's Chinese place? He put it in a fortune cookie. Oh my God. I laughed, but it wasn't funny. I knew our story sounded pretty far-fetched, but that fortune cookie line killed me dead. From the look on Danny's face, he knew it too. I broke character. Dan, we can't go to the police. We've got nothing. No one's going to believe us. Our story's ridiculous. You saw the article. Accidental death. Why would the police be interested in a silly note, a meeting that wasn't, and a message on a tree that makes no sense? (sighs) You're right. Danny cupped his face in his hands. But we know something weird's going on, right? Why would a scientist go to so much effort to send you that message? And what does it have to do with your pa? I heaved a sigh. I don't know. Danny's expression was a mixture of sympathy and fear. We were stuffed. Not enough evidence to get help. Enough to feel a prickly sense of danger. Maybe we could do a little more digging. I squeezed his forearm. Safe digging. Nothing to draw attention. At the end of the week, we'll show the police what we've found, if anything. End of the week? No matter what? No matter what. I squeezed again. Hey, I'm freaked out too, okay? We'll be careful. Danny released a deep breath. Okay then. Okay. I threw my arms around him and hugged tight. I was lucky to have him. Fortune cookies, late night meetings, messages on trees, and now the dead body of a man whose accidental death seemed too coincidental. Dad, your mess was about to become our mess. But at least I had someone I could trust by my side.